Indeed, there are more questions than answers. Like how come one in three people are now conceived in an IKEA bed when those places are really well lit? <laughs> Hi America. Hello world. I've been banned from all those stores. I can't go back. My name is Adrian Lee and I am your host. Welcome to the show More Questions Than Answers, the only paranormal quiz show anywhere in the world. Each week, my guests and I will search the world's newspapers, websites and TV shows just for you to bring you the very best in paranormal talk radio entertainment and enlightenment. We will then test each other's knowledge of the week's events of the mysterious, strange, supernatural, unusual, bizarre, And just plain weird. I get far too much entertainment from that. You do. If you have just tuned in, especially to hear the show, then I admire your taste. If you have just tuned in by accident, then I admire your luck. I am huddled under my quilt with a large flashlight and a nice cup of tea with tonight's guests. Somewhere in the barren wildernesses of the Midwest Plains. With the sound of my elderly mother snoring distantly from the roof next door. <laughs> Before we go any further, <laughs> my mother told me in an email, because obviously she's 4,000 miles away in theory, that my dog, there's a dog, they have a dog back in Britain, and the dog snores. So my mum went to the vets and said, can you stop the dog from snoring? Oh. And the vet said, this is a really old trick. If you get a ribbon tied around its testicles, it won't snore anymore. So that night the dog was snoring. It was keeping my mother awake. She went and got a ribbon, a red ribbon, out of the cupboard that she had for her dressmaking, tied it around the dog's testicles, it stopped snoring instantly. Not a murmur. Best night's sleep she ever had. Later on that night, my dad stumbles in from the pub, completely no, drunk. No. You know, no. can barely stumble into bed. <laughs> oh, no. He's been in the pub. He's had a couple of Newcastle brown owls, a couple of pints of Guinness, a little bit worse for wear. Yeah. snoring away in the background. My mother can't get a wink of sleep. She thinks, I know. I wonder if it'll work. So she went and got a blue ribbon, tied it around me dad's testicles. Not a murmur. Not another noise out of him. No snoring at all. My dad wakes up in the morning with a hangover, stumbles around, makes his way to the bathroom, looks in the mirror as he's having a wee. There's a blue ribbon wrapped round his twig and berries. He's scratching his head. He's wondering what went on that night. He walks back out into the bedroom, sees the dog lying on the floor with a ribbon round his bits as well. And he says to my mother, I don't know what we did last night or where we ended up going, but we've won first and second place between us. <laughs> oh, God. 
So snuggle under your covers, turn out your lights, and hold on tight. You were third, right? The ro- oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> behind my dad and the dog. <laughs> right, that's where every man wants to be, isn't it? Third behind his dad and the dog. Best placed runner-up. That's terrible. <laughs> the rules are very simple. Heather's on minus five. <laughs> <laughs> Points will be awarded randomly for being interesting and for making me laugh or shiver in horror. Extra points will be available for shock and all value. Points will also be removed if you tell 190 <laughs> countries with 100,000 people listening that you're third behind your dad and the dog. <laughs> to help me control my rowdy panel of recidivists and reprobates, I will employ what I've called the inappropriate bell. An example of this would be... The panel have no idea what's coming, and I have no idea what stories they have for tonight's show. What could possibly go wrong? Nothing. So let me start by introducing my guests... Firstly, the mysterious and effervescent Heather Morris. She's been a paranormal investigator for many years, with her own team called Hellhound Investigations, and does all of her best work in the shadows. She is now one of the leading audio and EVP experts with the International Paranormal Society, and brings her knowledge and research skills to tonight's show. Heather studied archaeology at college, and scraped through her exams. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Hello. <laughs> I also wish to introduce the mad and crazy Michelle Corey. Michelle was born and raised in Moira, Minnesota, and has a keen and avid interest in all things paranormal. Michelle doesn't know why her elderly neighbours even bother to subscribe to the local newspapers if they're just going to leave them piling up outside their house. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the show. Thank you. We are on Series 2, Episode 77. 77 was born under the Chinese zodiac sign of the snake, so he spends all day sleeping on rocks and eats only once a month. During World War II in Sweden, at the border of Norway, 77 was used as a password because the tricky pronunciation in Swedish made it easy to instantly discern whether the speaker was Swedish, Norwegian or German. My granddad was in Squadron 77 during the Second World War, an RAF bomber squadron, and their logo was a lion's head. Squadron 77, Bomber Command, a lion's head for their logo. My granddad was posted in the Far East. He got given anti-malaria pills. They were bright yellow. My granddad's a very creative man. He ground up those bright yellow malaria tablets and painted the logo of the squadron, the lion's head, on his rucksack and then caught malaria. There's a lesson in there somewhere, but apparently 77 in Swedish is pronounced... Shiboleth. I'm sure I've murdered that, but that's I'm what sure they you use. Have too. Yeah. I could have used a password. I think if there's ever a war in this country and Americans are trying to flee over the border into Canada, I've got a fabulous test similar to the one they did in Sweden on the Norwegian border in the Second World War. Do you know those small little bottles? I'd get every American to say this before they were given entry. Do you know those small little bottle? It's brown, it's savoury. You put it in Bloody Mary mixes. What's that called? Worcestershire. 
<laughs> Shot dead on the border. No more questions asked. Gone. Michelle. I, please don't make me say it. I've got a gun to your head. You're trying to get into Canada. The password is the savoury sauce in the bottle you put in Bloody Mary mixes. The password is... Worcestershire. That's pretty good. Yeah, you're coming in. Well done. Yeah. Thank you. We'll leave Heather's carcass by the roadside for the vultures. <laughs> but that's my test. That's what I would do. In numerological systems, 77 is associated with Jesus Christ because the C equals 3, the H equals 8, the R 18, etc. and so on, which totals the magnificent sum of 77. On the second day, God says to Adam, I have good news and I have bad news. Because did you know there are 77 generations between Adam and Jesus Christ? No. See how no, important no. 77 is in the Bible. He says to Adam, good news or bad news? Adam says, tell me the good news first. He says, all right, my son, the good news is I'm going to give you a brain and a willy. He says, well, what's the bad news? He says, I'm only giving you enough blood to run one at a time. <laughs> well, true. It's true. Talking Heads <laughs> debut album was called Talking Heads 77, of course, because it was released mm. in 1977. David Byrne of Talking Heads is unique in receiving an Oscar, a Grammy and a Golden Globe Award. He can also apparently do his own plumbing and he can make souffle. Who knew such things? What a remarkable <laughs> hey, David man. Byrne. Now, each week I like to read out the mailbag. I love your comments from all over the week. You can post them to me on Facebook, More Questions Than Answers with Adrian Lee. I will read them out. You can send me emails. There's all manner of ways in which you can contact me, but I do like reading out for a couple of minutes our mailbag. Now, last week we had a photo shoot and we took new pictures for the MQTA team. Yay! Scott in California then posted, I'm so jealous of Adrian right now. Because I'm standing between Michelle Corey <laughs> and Heather Morris. And As you should be, And you're yes. looking resplendent, of course. <laughs> I responded, all I get is abuse from these two. And Kevin in Minnesota then chipped in, I never hear him complain. <laughs> <laughs> what show, Kevin, are you listening to? <laughs> I'm constantly complaining. <laughs> this show is an hour of me complaining. <laughs> Michelle is yet to score and Heather's on minus five <laughs> but of course as we know Kevin has a dependency problem <laughs> <laughs> poor Kevin Alva this uh, very kindly this gentleman very kindly superimposed a ghost an alien and a UFO over the picture so we have a very creative intelligent group of listeners so I welcome you one and also many thanks for that Chris also in California posted this week very simply enjoy the show thank you sir that's a fabulous thing enjoy nice, the show nice. that's all he's written perfect welcome to MQTA sir that's very kind of you Andy in London sent me a message he's from England of course he's written massive congratulations on your old and new shows they were always nice. very special and have recently reached a new higher plateau of love and laughter. Oh, that's lovely. Well done, guys. That's Andy in London. And he Thanks, listens Andy. with his missus, apparently. So hello to the missus. Hello. There. If you wish to contact me at any time or look at any of tonight's stories, look at all the chat, all the jokes, all the fun, that is more questions than answers. You can go to our Facebook site, More Questions Than Answers with Adrian Lee. We have over 5,000 followers on there. 
If you wish to contact me or follow me on Twitter, you can go to Adrian underscore Lee underscore tips. That's T-I-P-S for the International Paranormal Society. We have over 82,000 followers on there. So many thanks for all the people that are joining me on that particular platform. We have a YouTube channel. It's got outtakes on it. I've read out chapters from my books for free of charge. If you wish to listen to me reading out those chapters, you can go to YouTube. Search for more questions and answers with Adrian Lee or how to be a Christian psychic with Adrian Lee. And there's three chapters on there. Healing, stones and crystals and meditation. What the Bible says about all of those things. And I think you'll be surprised. You can also listen to our archives. We have many archives, many ways you can access us. If you're in the gym, walking the dog, it's very popular apparently. <laughs> if you're in the car doing the housework or anything around the house, you can listen to us on soundcloud.com if you type in MQTA radio, iTunes, Stitcher and tune in. We have three years worth of archives. And I forget to mention this, but when we finish at the top of the hour, we do an extra 20 to 25 minutes off air. We carry on in a round called Not For Your Mother. It's the stories from around the world that we can't read out live on air. It's my favorite. It's your favorite round. It's the best part of the show. <laughs> it's the moment where we can be a little bit ruder. Talk about the stories that we couldn't read out on air that are laden with innuendo. Or crazy. Crazy things happening all over the place. So again, if you tune into any of those platforms, you will get an extra 20 to 25 minutes of the show. And we are one week behind. So if you go there, you'll be listening to the end of last week's show. And an extra round called Not For Your Mother. Now there's a fellow Brit. He's living in Minneapolis. His name is Ian Graham Leesk. He's a good friend of mine. He's an author. He's with Calumet Editions. He has a new book out, which I'm going to plug for him. It's called House of Large Sizes. The House of Large Sizes by Ian Graham Lisk. That's L-E-A-S-K. I'm just going to read this out. It has the paranormal in it. It has ghosts. There's not many Brits I stumble across living in the southwest of Minnesota. And he's one of them. He's from West London. I'm from East London. So he's very posh. I'm very common. We would go to West London to steal. You know, you wouldn't oh, do it. Yes. You wouldn't do it on your own doorstep. That'd be ridiculous. And we ridiculous. don't have anything. So right. we go to West London where Chelsea is and Richmond and Fulham and all the posh places. And we would steal their stuff. See how that works. It reads out, once in a while, a novel comes along that is very different. House of Large Sizes is such a novel. A dysfunctional, sexually addicted and inauthentic little family. That sounds like MQTA. Oh, yeah. yeah. Which one of us is sexually dysfunctional? Anyone want to put their hand up? Okay. <laughs> there was a show of hands, but unfortunately this is the radio, so no one's ever going to know, Michelle. <laughs> Finds its failings coming to a head when one member decides to deal with his pain directly it has ghosts it has the paranormal if you want a great summer read then i would recommend wholeheartedly house of large sizes by ian graham leaks that is now out and available on amazon and all good bookstores now last thursday i did a paranormal talk on all of my findings at the redwood falls historical society in redwood county minnesota it was madness you may have heard me over the last month talk about all the evidence mm -hmm. that we've managed to come across yes. doing investigations as the International Paranormal Society in Redwood Falls, in Redwood County. We went to the courthouse. Yeah. 
Several members of my team saw a ghost walking through one of the rooms. Not me. Not you. But several <laughs> members of the team did. They weren't sleeping at the time. <gasps> then we went to the hotel, the Francois Hotel. Yep. People saw ghosts wandering through the basement. Not me. Not you. <laughs> you were asleep. <laughs> we then went to the theatre, Redwood Falls Theatre, and several people saw ghosts wandering through the theatre. Not me. No. Nope. <laughs> You've got an albatross hanging around your neck, haven't you? There's members of my team that are giving me money just not to be on your team. <laughs> Don't make me go with Heather. We won't get anything. I've got money. Right, tonight, ladies and gentlemen, we've got three team leaders. There's myself, Heather Morris. Everyone's gone. They disappeared. There's <laughs> just shoes lying where people were once standing. You've got an albatross hanging around your neck. And then, we, of course, we did the investigation at the Poor Farm, which is the historical society in Redwood Falls, and lots of people saw ghosts. <laughs> Not me. <laughs> Great. So much for being the tethered goat. It was madness. I gave a talk at the historical society. Yeah. Over 100 people turned up. There was standing room only. I had to turn 40 people away at the door. Yeah. Can you believe that? Yeah. Absolutely remarkable. Sold a lot of books. Why are so many people turning up? Is it my English accent? Could I be standing there reading a telephone directory? Is anyone listening to the content I hear? What? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you have minus seven while we're on the subject? <laughs> Remember, Kevin says I never complain, apparently. <laughs> He's been listening to the wrong show for the last three years and hasn't even recognised the fact. There's another show out there with an Englishman reading stuff out, I tell you. So ultimately, had to turn a lot of people away, sold a lot of books. Is it because Ghostbusters has been out recently? No. Is it in no. the consciousness? More no. UFO sightings happened when the X-Files came out because everyone's suddenly looking up at the skies. Yes. I wonder if people are more aware. So I showed lots of evidence. I had video evidence, photographs. It was a fabulous night. I'm going to go back there again soon. I wish to thank Pat, of course, Patricia Lubeck, who is the curator of the Redwood Falls Historical Society. She runs a fabulous museum there, and we will be doing events in that particular location over the next six months. I'll probably do a book signing there when my next book comes out. So if you go to Facebook, more questions and answers with Adrian Lee, you can see photographs of that particular evening and all the people that was there. Oh, and Lorna, I wish to think Lorna. Yay, Lorna. She's one of my team leaders, and she used to be the state director for MUFON of Minnesota. That woman knows more about UFOs than anyone I've ever met in my life. And she helped me out with all the madness of all the people. It yeah. was incredible. People were standing. It was shoulder to shoulder. You could not have crammed more people into that location. That's awesome. You yeah. must be doing something right when you're having to turn people away. This is a joy. I'm yet to score. Michelle is yet to score. Mm. Heather is on minus seven. At least I scored. We move. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You have a very strange way of looking at things. <laughs> That's like me saying I'm third behind my dad <laughs> and my dog, but at least I haven't got a button mushroom. <laughs> at least it wasn't a participation medal. <laughs> what are you suggesting about my mother? <laughs> Unbelievable. Wow. I did my... You, what you can ask for is 100% and to do your best, right? 
There was only three people in the competition. <laughs> I came fourth behind a carrot. <laughs> My dad first, the dog second, a carrot third. <laughs> well, there is a show dying to get out. We run into the first round that is called Ghosts and Hauntings. And we're going to bring the tone down just a little bit here. Three men murdered two mentally disabled women to sell their corpses as ghost brides for dead bachelors, the police have alleged. Oh. This happens all the time, all doesn't the time. it? I better watch out. You're not dead. Well, not the, yet. The, <laughs> and you're not in a wheelchair that I know of. The night is still young. That sounds like going it's out Friday on a Friday night. night. That's right. You know you've had a good Friday night when you wake up in a wheelchair with a ribbon around your testicles. <laughs> Michelle, don't do it. No, do it, Michelle. Do not do it. The famous Michelle Corey Snort. What kind of madness is going on on a Friday night? I never thought in the history of this show, or indeed broadcasting, I don't think anyone in the history of broadcasting, from the first moment Marconi heard little noises coming through in his headset all those years ago in Italy and Britain, has anyone ever said, that's a great Friday night out, when you end up in a wheelchair with a ribbon round your testicles. <laughs> and of the suspects, we need to be, we need to bring it down. We got accused two weeks ago of laughing too much. I told you, stop being funny. Okay, try. One of the suspects is accused of promising to find the women grooms before injecting them with lethal drugs oh, and transporting their bodies hundreds of miles for a funeral. Ghost weddings have been practiced in China for nearly 3,000 years because families in rural parts of the country believe it's bad luck for a man to be signal when going into the afterlife. Which is unfortunate when men in China outnumber women eight to one. I know, right? Corpses of younger women can be sold for up to $15,000. Which has sparked a black market with dozens of bodies stolen from burial sites across China in recent years. The arrested men were stopped by police when they were allegedly driving a corpse to Shanxi for a ghost wedding. How do you drive a corpse? Yeah. How do you drive a corpse? <laughs> I'm just curious. You put some wheels on it. It already had wheels, didn't it? It did. <laughs> well, it's got the wheelchair. Could you, could you be drunk in charge of driving a corpse? Would you like to step out of the corpse, sir, and blow into this bag? Oh, oh no. They admitted to investigators that they had promised to find the women a groom before injecting them with powerful sedatives, which killed them. Oh. It comes just months after he killed another woman in similar circumstances before selling the body, according to the police. Oh, God. They're facing a murder charge while his accomplices are facing trials on suspicion of human trafficking and concealing the murder. It's not stated whether the groom actually kissed the bride. Human uh, rights are just mere suggestions in China, aren't they? Mm. And poverty leads people to do terrible things. This is all very Dickensian. If Dick Dickens mm. was here today, this is what he would be writing about. Do you not think? It's all very Dickensian, uh, isn't it? Yeah. Miss Morris, what have you got for me tonight in the round of Ghosts and Hauntings? And by Jove, you need the points. A pub that has stood at the same spot in Bolton since at least 1251 is asking for its ghost back huh. after a Chinese artist stole the specter and put it in an exhibition. Ye Old Man Inside was the 
first mentioned in records in 1251, but the exact date of its founding is uncertain. See, we've been drinking beer and getting drunk and ending up in wheelchairs with ribbons around our testicles since the 12th century. See? We're highly versed in such things. <laughs> You're just amateurs here playing around amateurs. on a Saturday and Friday night. <laughs> it is. You need to go over there and get some schooling, is what I'm suggesting. The seventh Earl of Derby, James Stanley, is said to have spent his last few hours sitting in the pub before being executed in 1644 during the English Civil War. Derby Mm. or Derby? Derby. Derby. (laughs) (laughs) Not getting in. His ghost was said to haunt the pub with footage alleging to show the spirit coming out in 2014 but a chinese artist lu penguin penguin yes his name is lu penguin well penguin don't when? look at me it's your story it's, i haven't got the notes it's in front lu of me penguin. Leave it's him lu alone. penguin okay lu penguin you must know the penguins they live on fifth avenue do you know the penguins <laughs> I think I dated their daughter once. <laughs> well, Mr. Penguin yeah, claims <laughs> to have stolen the ghost and sealed him in a metal canister, which is being exhibited at the Center for Chinese Contemporary Art in nearby Manchester. The description of the exhibit says that on learning the story of Stanley in the pub, Lou Penguin was inspired to attempt to catch the ghost of this historical figure, a symbolic act in reaction to the UK's colonialist past, which saw great losses of both tangible and intangible cultural assets by other nations. The pub's owner was not happy when he learned of Lou's claims and wrote him a letter. I would have liked to have been privy to your actions and indeed to the exhibition before the ghost of James Stanley was taken out of Bolton. His ties to the town and ye old man and scythe run very deeply, it read. In the letter, the owner said that he was happy for Lou's exhibition to travel, but that he wanted to be sure the ghost of James Stanley would return home after the tour, even saying that he would donate the chair that Stanley sat on before his execution as long as both the chair and the ghost were returned at the end. Lou told the site that he would prefer to discuss the future after the exhibit with the ghost and see whether he would prefer to stay like this as a piece of art or go back to ye old man and scythe. Darn you, Mr. Penguin! There are more questions than answers. How does one... Put a ghost in a canister? I don't know. Put a ghost in a canister. I can do it. You can put ghost farts in bottles. I've seen you. (laughs) That takes some harvesting, I can tell you. How can you do it? You've not seen a ghost for three months. (laughs) That's true. That's true. They're all in bottles. Secondly... Yes? How does one keep a ghost in a canister? They can walk through walls and doors. A, a small, metal canister. It's a metal one. Yes, so if you've special got, canister. If special. you've got metal doors, you're good, are you? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm learning stuff <laughs> as I go along. I think you're making it up, but who am I to judge? I've totally bought into this. See? She's easily... <laughs> tie a yellow ribbon round the old oak tree. <laughs> yeah, the old more, one. More of a twig than anything. <laughs> Footage of the moment of a Brazilian man appears to become possessed whilst playing Pokemon Go has emerged online. 
The shocking video shows the local pin to the floor in Rio Grande de Norte as he screams for the animated characters. He later begins making noises while being held down by four men. Turtwig! Turtwig! Throughout the 50 second video, the man can be heard shouting Pokemon, Pokemon. Shocked by an eyewitness, the clip was later uploaded to YouTube, where it has been viewed more than 140,000 times. The man was arrested following the outburst and taken to a police station in Natal. I wonder if they've got them in prisons and police stations that you can find those Pokemon characters in cells or around areas like that. To capture them, you have to have Pokemon balls. Okay. <laughs> <You're saying. laughs> and a ribbon. <laughs> I'm so out of touch. This makes me want to go and watch the rhythmic gymnastics again and get a different perspective on the ribbon routine. He allegedly told officers that he was waiting in line at the bank when he suddenly had strange thoughts and lost control. Oh, How God. many of us have, have had done that? Thoughts and lost <laughs> control. Waiting in a bank line. He has since been released on bail. Last month, a woman was saved by an exorcist after her husband reportedly made a pact with the devil. That's a bit harsh when all she did was get a job at Walmart. <laughs> the woman was caught on camera writhing around on the floor after reportedly being tormented by evil spirits for months. A pastor was called to the family home. <laughs> I'm not going through that again. To perform spiritual healing on the woman as the recited prayers tried to rid her of the demons. The woman had been possessed by spirits for three months. Did he think it would get better on its own, like a cold or a sore throat? Okay, I recognise the fact that you're being possessed by demons. Let's give it three months. <laughs> yeah. See how it pans out. Yeah. See if it just goes away on its yeah. own. I've got some essential oils. We'll use a bit of aromatherapy. I have a crystal for that. A little bit of Febreze. You'll be as right as rain. <laughs> I thought Lenore and Lenore won. Oh. That's a fabric softener in Britain. It's very funny. I can't believe that. Do you know what I think's going to happen? I nope. see thousands of people walking around. That's why you're not a psychic. <laughs> thousands of people walking around, looking at their screens, doing Pokemon Go. Yes. All kind of blipverts and subliminal messages can be given to all these people. They could be getting programmed as we speak in terms of brainwashing. Anything could be put into those devices to give... Do you know how easy it is to brainwash someone? Have you any idea how simple it is to brainwash someone? Do you know that your pets have brainwashed you? Your dog and your cat has brainwashed you. When you walk into the kitchen and the dog's whining and it's sat by an empty food bowl, what do you then go and do? The laundry. <laughs> <laughs> Honest to God. You're on minus 10. I can't. <laughs> if you feed your pet, you're at, your pet has conditioned you. You've been brainwashed and conditioned by your pet. If a pet makes a specific noise and then you get up and feed it, your pet has brainwashed you. That's how easy it is to brainwash someone. Your pets have done it to you. I had a stellar idea as you were telling that story about the whole Pokemon Go thing. Yes. I'm going to give somebody... A million dollar idea. Is this just, wise over the radio? Is this you wise? You just have to share the money with me. I'm sure We're they're going to do it that. Out there. Of course. And, and me. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's half a million each. All right. Excellent. Oh, we How need an about, attorney. 
zombie go. I like you know how everybody likes The Walking Dead. Instead, they're running around trying to find zombies and cutting them down and getting points and all that. Zombie go. Zombie go. Yeah. Everybody loves it. I like it. Okay. We'll wait for the money to roll in, won't we, in that case? Yes. Just remember, I came up with it. Mm Miss Morris, zombie go. That's worth a point, isn't it? Okay. You're a minus six. (laughs) (laughs) Michelle, what have you got for me tonight in the round of ghosts and hauntings? I have a Macclesfield landlord claims 14 ghosts live in his pub. A landlord claims his pub is one of the most haunted in Britain. But some of its 14 ghosts are not so friendly. Sean Hutchinson, who runs the Bait Hall in Chestergate, says he and his young family have been plagued by spirits of the paranormal kind ever since moving into the town's oldest pub over two years ago. But while the three-year-old daughter Mia is happy to play hide-and-seek with a young boy ghost, Sean says another ghost called Richard has told him he wants to kill him. Nice. He's obviously been around a lot of kids. (laughs) (laughs) Who hasn't said that? Sean, 44, says his claims are backed by a paranormal investigator who visited the building. He said, I've been told by the Wythenshaw Paranormal Investigation Team that there are at least 14 spirits upstairs. There's one ghost called Richard who wants to kill me. I know this because he told me... I want to kill you. <laughs> oh, that's a pretty clear sign. That's normally how, fuzzy, it, normally how it works. <laughs> he just intimated, I'm going to kill you. Hang on, me pen's not working. Hang on, oh, this always happens, doesn't it? Me pen's not. The pens I've bought for paranormal investigations, where do they all go? I'm no going to buy a box of pens and just leave them in my case. I'm thinking that can be interpreted so many different ways. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sure there's people married all over the United States that are saying that as we speak. <laughs> I've never seen him, but we hear his voice, and we hear really loud bangs like a truck hitting the pub when he's there. It got really bad when my wife was pregnant, and when I asked if it was him, he replied, Obviously, I'm going to kill you. (laughs) How many pregnant women around the United States have said to their husbands, I'm going to kill you? I intend to put myself in harm's way for him when investigators come. Sean and Georgie Hutchinson said that there are marks where the witch of Macclesfield was hanged. Which, added, what town's that again? What's sorry, that? Macclesfield. Oh, you were close to getting shot on the border. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have to have the plan B Worcester password. Sure. <laughs> you can't recover. You were so close I'm to being sorry. shot. He added, I've heard a woman screaming. We also have a small boy that plays hide-and-seek with my three-year-old daughter, Mia, and one of my darts players saw him, and it scared him half to death. The pub, which dates back to 1525, is believed to have once had Oliver Cromwell as a guest. It has a Jacobean staircase with priest holes that served as hiding places for Catholic priests, and the staircase is also reported to have marks at the top, which Sean says are from the witch of Macclesfield, the Grey Lady, was hanged. I've seen that. I know where that is. Really? Yeah, there's grooves in one of the beams oh. from the stairwell where they think the witch was hung down really? the stairwell. Absolutely. Ultimately, we're having a very pub-orientated evening, aren't we? My we are. dad My dad's been down the pub. Your first story was in the pub. In, in the, the pub. In the 13th century. Michelle's, I'm going to the pub. She's going to the she's pub. She's going to the pub. <laughs> She'll be wheeled back out. <laughs> we are now in the pub for my final story. Really? Absolutely. The Mysterious Mist has been caught on camera in one of Britain's most haunted pubs. 
Footage shows a small white ball of light bouncing through the corridor before reappearing right in front of the camera just moments later. It's the ghost of soccer balls killed by grumpy neighbours sticking garden forks through them. The clip was taken by ghost hunters, spirit searchers at the Leopard Inn in Burslem, Stoke-on-Trent, which originally opened in the 1700s as a coaching house and inn. They captured the action using a Wi-Fi camera on the top floor of the old hotel, but didn't spot their find until reviewing footage days after their five-hour investigation. Lucky they didn't have Miss Morris with them. They wouldn't have seen anything. (laughs) Paranormal investigator Roy Woolidge said, We were really shocked by the footage. I don't have an explanation for it. There are lots of tales of hidden tunnels, murder and witchcraft, along with the curses around here. But we can't tell what happened as it was only caught on film. Makes you want to spend your honeymoon there, right? Spirits within the building range from young children to adults, both male and and female this wasn't the only unusual experience every time i left the second floor door closed we would return and find it fully open again previous online reports claim the visitors to the leopard inn i wanted it to be called the whip it inn that would be better for your honeymoon Uh... wouldn't it I've had bricks thrown at them, seen doors open and close without explanation and reportedly the ghost of a witch named molly lee haunts the rooms relation Lee spelled (laughs) L-E-I-G-H, madam. But there's a lot of us around. I will give you that. A third of the world's population, of course, has the name Lee in their name. If you're looking at China, the home of the body snatcher brides. Molly, known as the Burslem Witch, was shunned for her ugly demeanor and was later accused of witchcraft and rarely attending church. If you have an ugly demeanor and rarely go to church, there should be a lot of people worried about being calling a witch right now. Mm -hmm. The eccentric woman was believed to be mature beyond her years, was a milk seller who would travel around the town with a blackbird on her shoulder. (laughs) Can you be more specific? (laughs) After her death, it's since been claimed she haunts the corridors of the Leopard Inn. If you wish to see any of the stories involving pubs, Around Britain this week, you need to go to our site on Facebook. More questions and answers with Adrian Lee, where all of tonight's stories and much, much more will be there for you to read, all with the video footage, the photographs, and all of the evidence. I'm on four points. Michelle is on two. Heather has reached the dizzying heights of minus six as we go into the round that is. <laughs> UFOs and cryptozoology. It's green men and hairy beasties. Conspiracy theorists are getting excited about a picture taken by NASA's Mars Opportunity rover during its time exploring the Red Planet. They reckon they've spotted a lost shoe gathering dust next to a crater. A shoe. Honestly, who throws a shoe? I'm going to have a lump there, you idiot. Which in turn means that something must have worn the shoe. Perhaps whilst out for a stroll around its favourite crater. <laughs> oh, God. Or it left it there quickly after the clock struck 12 midnight. <laughs> this is probably a shoe of a species that we were at war with a long time ago. <laughs> the shoe being the lone evidence of that person ever existing, said an alien spotter. How many times on a battlefield or a catastrophic event have we seen photos in the newspaper of the shoes of the victim alone? Evidence of how hard they were hit, how fast they were taken from us. 
Well, this is such evidence, he says. Uh-huh. During that time, there have been many so-called sightings of alien remnants, including guns, skeletons, space bases, double-decker buses, Buddha statues, and giant space crabs. Gorillas. NASA space itse- crabs? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's made you think twice about dating an astronaut, hasn't it? <laughs> NASA itself has plans to send a manned mission to Mars. To get the shoe? But not... (laughs) 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 Let me just buy you one. We'll save ourselves $50 billion. I'll just buy you a shoe. But we want that one. (laughs) It's like taking your kids on vacation. Where's your other shoe? I left it on the beach. On Mars. I told you not to leave the campsite. What are you doing on Mars? (laughs) $50 billion to go and get a shoe. Seems reasonable. (laughs) You do like your shoes, don't you? I do. NASA itself has plans to send a manned mission, but not until the mid-2030s. That's unfortunate, Nathan. (laughs) Thank you, Adrian. I'll let you know how that goes. (laughs) Private space companies like SpaceX are also targeting the planet for underwear and handkerchiefs. We came back from Mars. It was a five-year mission. I brought back a shoe. (laughs) So, unfortunately, we'll have to wait to find out if this is indeed an alien shoe. I'll be dead by then. (laughs) Or just a comically shaped rock lying in the middle of barren desert. Well, I'm going with the latter. This is one giant shoe for mankind. (laughs) Miss Morris, what have you got for me tonight in the round of UFOs and cryptozoology? I've got more balls. (laughs) Yes. Of course you have. Odd baseball-like objects found washed up on British beaches have turned out to be a type of sea urchin. Beachgoers had been left perplexed this week after hundreds of strange spherical objects started washing up along the shoreline. They resembled bloated baseballs. The exact nature and origins of these peculiar orbs generated much speculation both in the news and on social media. Now at least, however, scientists have finally been able to shed some light on the mystery by revealing that these anomalous objects are in fact a type of sea urchin known as... Oh, lay it on me. Baseball uh, bloated balls. A sea potato. It's a sea potato. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like the sea pickle. Okay. <laughs> but only a potato. <laughs> really? Yep. I'm worried about the sea pickle relish at some point. <laughs> it's the old sea spud. The sea spuds. That's right. Mm -hmm. While it is unusual for so many of them to turn up on the beaches at once, it is not unheard of. Something similar occurred back in 1995, and it has happened several other times as well. So go look for those sea taters. Let me show you two boiled potatoes. (laughs) Michelle, what have you got for me tonight in the (laughs) round of UFOs and cryptozoology? I have an extinct kitten-sized lion species that was discovered. A kitten-sized lion? If my granddad was still alive, he'll paint that on his rucksack. He would. And then he'd get malaria. He would. This is what will happen. 
Scientists in Australia have identified a tiny marsupial lion, which went extinct 18 million years ago. Wow! Named Microleo Attenboroughi, after legendary British naturalist Sir David Attenborough, this miniature cat-like marsupial was so small that it could have fit inside a lady's handbag. Oh. You want a little、oh. baby lion, don't you? A little miniature lion. I bet when it sits by its bowl, roaring, you'd get up and feed it. Yes,、Are、I think、money? I would. But it could carry、go. food in its pouch. You could keep your keys in there. Yeah. Look at the things: your keys, Werther's Originals. Yeah. Loose change. I、Mascara. think they're putting. I think they're putting the nip in there. Is that what they're doing? Is they're carrying nip around with them? Yeah.、Mm. It's worth. That's why、I、they、like、became、it. extinct. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't focus on. Recreational <laughs> sex, just constantly thinking of nip. <laughs> Couldn't get down to the business. Just all sat there, completely lazing around. Whatever. Yeah, let's not bother mating. I've had the nip and the munchies. <laughs> Before you know it, they're extinct. There's no more left. No more opportunities for expensive ladies to be carrying them around in their Gucci handbags. <laughs> The species was identified from teeth and bone fragments unearthed at the Riversley World Heritage Fossil Site in northwestern Queensland, Australia. The largest marsupial lion, by comparison, was a creature known as Thylia colio carnifex. That'll do. Which went extinct around 100,000 years ago. It weighed about 130 kilograms, making it over 200 times larger. Ah.、Oh. Giant lions. Miniature lions. There's a circus show in there. Yeah. You could run around with it on its back, couldn't it? Yeah. I shall give you points for being interesting, Michelle. Your Nana is splendid. Four, Miss Morris. Bring up the final story in the round of UFOs. I got big、zoology. feet stories. A big feet story. Yeah. Is that like Bigfoot, but there's more than one of them? That's right.、Oh, If he's only got、yes. one foot, he needs to go to Mars and get himself a shoe. <laughs> <laughs> This company is trying to raise. Fifteen million to find Bigfoot through a public offering. So, give me some money. Anyone could set up a site. So, I'm going to get some sandwiches together. I've got a compass. I've got a hundred foot of rope. I've got a pith helmet. I need some money. I'm going、give、to go、me. wandering off into the plains of the Appalachian Mountains, and I'm going Appalachian. to You're not doing so well on that, are you? Give me seventy-five. I see、cents. your grubby little fingers coming out there. You want money? Seventy-five cents. Anyone can set these sites up. It's not a site. It's not a site. It's not a site. They're raffling tickets to go with them. Nope. There is a company that wants to raise fifteen million to prove Bigfoot exists. Bigfoot Project Investments, which focuses on finding and documenting proof of Bigfoot, filed for a public stock offering on Tuesday. The company is offering 20 million shares at 75 cents per share, according to a filing with the Securities and Exchange Commission. So, give me 75 cents. How are they looking to recoup their finances and their money? By I will tell you by selling documentaries and specials that will follow their progress. So, give me 75 like cents. Like every other. Bigfoot. I think we get in on the ground floor of this. Yeah, we could be making millions out of our seventy-five cents. Well,、mm-hmm. you two are welcome to go forward and use your seventy-five cents wisely. I'm going to buy a Twix. I think that would be. <laughs> well, they're a dollar twenty-five, so I'm not loaning you any. I'm going to buy half a Twix. <laughs> 
do you want the right finger oh. or do you want the left finger? Oh, I like both. <laughs> and that's why we can't get a franchise. <laughs> Investing to find Bigfoot is obviously a risky business. The company is cautioning potential investors that its auditors have issued a warning that the company could fold at any time and investors may not be able to resell the stock they buy because there is not a current market for it. Although Bigfoot Project Investments has not been authorized to trade on any stock exchange, <laughs> the filing says the company has been authorized to trade over the counter under the ticket BGFT. I'm buying. Oh, I am in. I what think we should get that? a Do we get a certificate at Wouldn't least? Wouldn't frame that? Yeah. You get some swatch hair. <laughs> No, it's it's squatch hair, squatch. billowing stuff, squatch to hair to stuff a mattress with. Yeah, what makes that any different from the hundreds of shows that are out there that show night vision of rednecks running around the woods firing guns at one another, looking for Bigfoot? What's the know. difference? That you can buy a share for something. You can buy a share yes. in drunken yeah. rednecks running around the woods firing yeah. guns at one another. Well, that brings to an end the round of UFOs and cryptozoology. I'm on six. Michelle's on four. And Heather is back in the running on minus four. This is the yeah. round. Yay. That is the strange <laughs> and the bizarre. It's the stories from around the world that are too strange and too bizarre not to read out. But don't fit easily into any other category. A woman has claimed she was captured by goblins who kept her captive in a cave <laughs> for five days. Ooh. I didn't think that got out. The woman. <laughs> it's a good excuse, isn't it, to go. To miss work. To miss work. Sorry I haven't been in all week. Bit of a goblin issue back there. Oh, you need a certificate for that. If it's more than three days of goblin, then you need a certificate. The woman named only as Jasmina told a Nicaraguan TV station the evil gnomes had lured her away from her home in Montoscuro. With in what? West Nicaragua. It doesn't actually say. I'm thinking it's either their evil fishing rods or their devilish beards that did that. Mm. And she claims that she spent six nights holed up in a hill cave. <laughs> nice. They forced her to do the laundry, the ironing, make the beds. <laughs> Why they went off mining all day. <laughs> they were playing with me. And they used this to lure me towards the hill. They put me in a cave and kept me there for five days and six nights. What they were luring her with is anyone's guess. It could have been candy, puppies. Money. A large rod. According to news reports, Jasmina was eventually rescued by her family after they took advice from a local witch, known police. <laughs> she was found by... That's a very specialist branch of law enforcement is the known police. She was found... Can you imagine? They've got like mugshots on the wall and it's all people with pointed hats and big beards. Oh my she Lord. was found by a search team in a cave. This one's called Grumpy. This one's called Bashful. You need to look out for Doc. He's got a warrant for his arrest. He's the one with the shortest beard. She was found by a search team in a cave where 15 years earlier, another victim had been abducted and found. By gnomes? According to people. <laughs> it's true. Living in the area, the goblins or fairies live among many of the Nicaraguan indigenous communities. And another added... There are a lot of that here in San Silvestre and around the area. They stay away from the church, but they also <laughs> exist. 
They do a bake sale. They stay away from the church. Wow. Can you imagine looking out over the congregation and the whole room's empty apart from little pointed hats because they can't see above the pew? In San Jose, they live in another hill over there and they communicate from hill to hill. They call each other on the telenome. Oh, you didn't. I did. It was there. I'm giving myself points. Miss Morris, what have you got? Ridiculous stories. In the round of the strange. Your stories are bunk. I've never heard any such garbage. To think you were doing so well on minus four. I can't believe it. Let's get down to some serious Serious. business. Okay, let's bring the mood down. It's the end of the show. We've only got a few minutes left. Let's. Iceland unearths rock to appease angry elves. (laughs) (laughs) He's an angry elf. (laughs) Wow. Iceland has been forced to bow to pressure from elves and uncover a supposedly enchanted elfin rock after highway workers accidentally buried it, infuriating the mythical creatures, reports said Tuesday. The angry elves were suspected of causing a series of mishaps after the rock was covered over when workers cleared away the debris from the landslide. Iceland is no stranger to bending to the will of its elven population. Construction sites have previously been moved so as to not disturb the creatures, and fishermen have actually refused to go to sea because of their warnings. In Iceland, elves are a part of everyday life. I know they've rerouted roads to go around elven villages. That's true. I remember reading about that. Yeah, the decision was made that the Iceland Road Administration would unearth the rock, an artifact according to a 2012 law to protect Iceland's elven heritage, and it was subsequently cleaned with a pressure washer last week. (laughs) They came third in the medal table in the lyrics. (laughs) Iceland elves elves came third. Elves? Elves. Nicaraguan gnomes were eighth. (laughs) But they're mean. They are. (laughs) I wouldn't date one. No. You wouldn't take one home to your parents, would you? Hi, Mum and Dad. This is Gavin. He's a Nicaraguan elf. They told me I was out of the will. Oh, no. Oh, no. Elves are described by hundreds of people who claim to have seen them. Simply and normally peaceful creatures that look like humans, but only smaller. If they had to remove a rock, do you think they looked at their elf and safety regulations? You want to see my angry elf? I'm good, thank you. (laughs) I don't want to see your hairy gnome either. (laughs) Michelle, what have you got for me tonight in the round of Strange and Bizarre? Oh, I have an animal sanctuary that was left stumped when they rescue a tiny white creature, which no one had a clue what it was. Oh, what is it? No one had a clue. I can't (laughs) tell you. No one knows. A wildlife sanctuary say that they were stumped by the appearance of this little one because they had never seen an animal looking quite so like him before. Little Philbert, Philbert. as he was christened, has been raised by Antler Ridge Wildlife Sanctuary after arriving as part of a litter. The white hair baffled them at first, and then they waited for his eyes to open before they could establish exactly what he was. Baby Phil. And as he grew... They realized that he was actually an albino squirrel. Yay! Oh, for the love of... There's always one, isn't there? <laughs> Complete How could you not know it was an albino squirrel? Is that albino or albino? I say albino. 
We down the pub doing karaoke. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's 1980. It's karaoke. Ba 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 da da ba 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 and although his siblings have now been released back into the wild, the sanctuary in Newton, New Jersey, have decided to keep Filbert for his own protection, as albinos have poor eyesight. <laughs> That's not good news. He'll never find his nuts. Aww. Oh, no, you didn't. Maybe there'll be a ribbon, though. Oh, ribbons. Sanctuary worker Linda <laughs> DeLorenzo De told the dodo, his absence of color leaves Filbert without his camouflage, and that would make him easy prey for hawks, eagles and owls that hunt squirrels from the skies and the bobcats coyotes foxes and feral cats and dogs and humans that hunt them from the ground you Aww. say that but the squirrels in the midwest that are brown and gray get eaten by eagles and hawks and vultures in the winter when all those birds are hungry because it's snowing and there's snow everywhere he has a six month 50 percent chance of survival if you're grey and you're brown and it's six months in the spring and the summer, you've got great camouflage and the one that's white needs to put his head down and keep out of the way. Then for six months there's snow on the ground. He can run around as much as he wants. <laughs> All you're going to see is two little pink balls. Those are his eyes. And... <laughs> Those are his eyes. <laughs> I just elaborate in case anyone was worried. Yeah. It's cold. And all these friends that are now grey and brown are being picked off one after the other by raptors. I think he's got a 50% chance of survival as much as the other ones. Oh, little Phil. We just need to bring him up to Minnesota. He'll be fine. Albino squirrels occur in one out of every 100,000 grey squirrels, according to the University of Texas biologist David Hillis. And there are thought to be fewer than 100 white squirrels in the UK. But they behave just as cheekily as their colorful counterparts. Yeah. Little buggers. Little buggers. We now move into the final round of the evening, which means you have now found us on our SoundCloud platform. Yay! Or indeed any of our archives, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio. Well done you for being tech savvy. This is a round called Not For Your Mother. It's the stories we cannot read out live on air for fear of being removed or getting a hefty fine. They're the stories from around the world. Laden with innuendo and sexual content. Ooh, it's oh. exciting times. Avid <laughs> social media users might have noticed that the word McChicken is trending all over the place this week. You oh. can't go on Twitter or Facebook without being reminded of the delicious McDonald's sandwich. Delicious. Is this another type of McDonald's I hadn't previously been aware of? Delicious. And wanting to buy it. <laughs> Don't encourage you. Of that crispy chicken, lettuce and mayo, all lovingly presented in a delicious soft bun. Well, you might not be so hungry when you find out the reason it's being talked about. And you definitely shouldn't Google it if you want to keep your lunch down. Oh. See, it turns out that a video of a man having sex with a McChicken sandwich was posted online. And has obviously gone viral because nobody can quite believe. Who films themselves? Making love. Yes, it was a female chicken McSandwich. That's okay. That's perfectly normal. He's loving it. <laughs> <laughs> la, 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 la. 
He's loving it. Surely an apple pie is the way to go here. <laughs> what if a sesame seed would get stuck in your eye? That would take some shifting, oh, no. wouldn't it? Keep going, sweetheart. I can feel it moving. Oh, Why God. would somebody do such a thing? You, know, you have to ask the man himself because we really have no idea. It's caused no end of confusion, disgust and amusement. Online, though, what a it waste. It was a cheap date. Of good. <laughs> They're on the dollar what menu. What kind of dates? <laughs> <laughs> so you've been on a date, have you, where the guy suddenly stands up and decides to practice the physical arts on a McChicken sandwich. I did go to Dairy Queen. Green Green of course you did. <laughs> Do you know, it's taken me three years to work out why. <laughs> and now the pennies dropped. The mists have cleared. The synaptic links have been made and are very difficult to then break. Miss Morris, what have you got for me today in the round of Not For Your Mother? Well, a Norway man has to be rescued after climbing into a public toilet. He no, climbed in. No. Yes. No. He yes. needed a wee that badly. He broke into a public toilet. No, it's what is wrong that. with him? Oh, he uh, came up oh, from underneath. Oli, no. No. Firefighters in Norway have pulled a man from the inside of a toilet after he lowered himself in to retrieve a friend's phone oh, and oh, became stuck oh, in no. the tank below. I've not found your phone, but I've got a cigar. No, 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 no. No. Do you want to smell the liquid acid out? No, no. I can smell it in my head. I've got a jar of sewer pickles for you, but I can't find your phone. Can you call your number so I can hear it? Oh, my God. Cato no. Bernstein. Oh, God. It would Larson. take a no. week to wash that off you with carbolic well, soap. You'd stink. A week? First. He climbed feet first Michelle's into the crying. <laughs> She's I new girl in the corner. Puking his guts out. Puking his guts. Oh, no, it's coming. Oh, no. Keep oh. it in, Michelle. Well, Keep it in, sweet. I can't promise. <laughs> That's not what you said last night. <laughs> 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 oh no, it's coming down her nose. <laughs> oh. Oh. Well, it, it was connected to the sewer. Of course it was. It's only emptied once a season. Oh <laughs> no! There's stuff in there from March. <laughs> Look, there's mine, it's got a flag in it. No! The 20 year old became <gasps> sick as he stood. Oh, <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Thigh deep in its content. Oh! <laughs> 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 and he oh, had to spend an hour. Michelle's up chucking. Oh, you can say it's sticking to the roof of my mouth like a cheesecake. <laughs> it was damn disgusting. <laughs> the worst ever experience. <laughs> Larson quickly threw up after entering the tank, <laughs> which 
couch was standing room only. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what would make that worse? If his mate then said, oh, hang on, it was in my other pocket. <laughs> I feel like such an idiot. It was in my inside pocket. All the time. <coughs> oh, no. Michelle's done it again. Oh, Someone the, get her a bucket. Uh, the unfortunate oh, turn gee. of events began when Mr. <laughs> Turn of events. Oh, <laughs> That's like saying the First World War was a bit of a disagreement with some tensions and friction. Oh. Uh, well, he said it. It started when his friend shouted for help to rescue his phone. He said, "I didn't think twice." Mr. Larson said, "The amateur diver." In, but immediately realized he was stuck. He later described. There must have been a vacuum grip. <laughs> poor poor oh. Michelle. Three times now she's. Oh. Uh, she's got a weak stomach, poor girl. He described himself as apparently thin enough to go down, but not thin enough to come up again. What? <laughs> He's not too bright, is he? But, He's Norwegian. <laughs> Firefighters were forced to destroy the toilet, which is now oh, out thank of service. <laughs> Mr. Larson sustained injuries to his upper arms and said he believed that he had been bitten several times. <laughs> Jesus, I've never been bitten by one. It's not flushing, it's got an elbow, it's articulated. I bet it's full of rats. Oh, God. Sprats. Uh, sprats. Sprats. <laughs> it's full of sprats. <laughs> there was spratter everywhere. God, I can't take any more. I'm going to have to lie down. Oh, oh, he was sick. treated at hospital He'll and given anesthetic. <laughs> Oh, by the way, he wasn't successful in retrieving the phone. <laughs> oh, no. Thanks. That's, but did that's... they keep calling it? I don't know. <laughs> but he's got the best skin now of anyone living in Norway. <laughs> a sex toy found in a latrine from the... What? four times oh. <laughs> from the 18th century what? in Poland <laughs> Discovery News reports that the relic dates from the second half of the 1700s it measures 8 inches of course it does only a small one then and was made of leather filled with bristles and bristles? constructed it doubles up as a toothbrush <laughs> The regional office for the protection of monuments in Gdansk. It's a monument. Monument. <laughs> said. <laughs> well, I don't like to brag, but I have got druids worshipping around it during the summer solstice. God. It said the object was preserved and in excellent condition. The finding was made in the latrine of an old school of swordsmanship. What? Never has a sentence <laughs> been more apt. Previous discoveries at the site included numerous wooden saws, which have been used for training. 
In the oh, latest, I'm so glad you said training. In the latest <laughs> excavation, researchers also uncovered fragments of pottery and jewellery. Archaeologists have only been left to speculate as to what the phallic object was doing in the latrine. A spokesman from the regional office of the Protection of Monuments said the sex toy had been dropped by accident or on purpose. Is anyone's guess. I bet a search of the dormitories probably facilitated that. It was certainly expensive. Cleaning revealed it was made of high-quality leather. This is an extraordinary find for people researching the history of erotica, he said. Physical representations of the phallus have been around for thousands of years. The oldest ever recovered dates to the Paleolithic era. Made of siltstone and polished to a high gloss, the phallic object was found in the famous Hohlfels cave near Ulm in Germany and has been dated to about 28 thousand years debate rages on whether its primary purpose was for religious ritual or personal pleasure religious those in favor of the latter argue that the fact that it's life size and polished to a high degree indicates its use as a sex toy nathan's head is life size and polished to a high degree yep <laughs> phallic objects were not just used for sexual pleasure however in ancient Greece, hysteria was believed to be a medical condition caused by a meandering and misbehaving uterus caused by a lack of orgasms. Get hysteria! Famous physician Hippocrates believed the condition caused all manner of symptoms including insomnia, emotional instability, headaches and general ill health. Do you have a lack of sleep and headaches, Michelle? Women were instructed <laughs> to use stone or wooden sex toys to prevent the onset of hysteria. The belief that women could suffer hysteria from a lack of sex continued all the way into the early 20th century, with medieval and renaissance physicians carrying out genital massage of their patients to cure them of their woes. You can get that from a doctor? A deep tissue massage, madam. <laughs> Vaginal Massage are one of the underground punk bands of the late 1970s, I'm led to believe. Oh, I'm nice. dying for a massage. I'm feeling really stiff. That will help me enormously. Miss Morris, <laughs> what have you got tonight in the round of the Not For Your Mother? Well, since we're in that avenue anyway, I have some bad news, Michelle. Okay, lay oh, it on no. me. Court upholds Sandy Springs ban on sex toys. Ban? There's a ban. There's a ban. So you have sex toy police. Yes. What do you do? Is that a special branch? I'd hate that have? job. Sex yeah. toy police. Yeah. I'm sorry, madam. We're going to have to do a full inspection of the house. I'm get you a club. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's the, a good club <laughs> foot you've got there. <laughs> the Federal Appeals Court in Atlanta has upheld Sandy Springs' prohibition against adult entertainment establishments that want to sell sexual devices. God forbid you should be enjoying yourself. You should do it once at Christmas through a sheet with a hole in it. That's right. The city <laughs> enacted the ordinance which criminalizes the distribution of obscene sex toys in 2009. A number of businesses then filed suit seeking to strike down the ban on the grounds it was unconstitutional. In the litigation, the plaintiffs contended they have a fundamental right to engage in acts of private consensual sexual intimacy. But on Tuesday, in a unanimous decision, the 11th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals said it was bound by a ruling it issued in 2004 that rejected a similar challenge against the Alabama statute that prohibited the sale of sexual devices. 
just buy it on Amazon. Like well, everybody else. That's right. And they have reviews. And the land <laughs> of the free. Michelle, bring up the round that oh. is not for your mother. Two naked women out for an evening swim busted after cop gets kicked in the groin. Yay! Yay! Meet Katie Norman. <laughs> and you that no men, no men cheer. The only people that cheered then were two women. When a man gets kicked in the groin and two women cheer, the two men sit there in silence. I just thought I'd share that with you. Silence is the sound. Hello, darkness, my old friend. I've been kicked in the groin again. <laughs> <laughs> the South Carolina women are facing indecent exposure charges after a late-night skinny-dipping session went sideways, says a police report. Responding to an 11 p.m. noise complaint Monday, cops found Nauman, 23, and Cole, 32, completely nude. Nude! <laughs> at the swimming pool. Of an apartment complex near Myrtle Beach. In the buff. Naked. <laughs> Anything else you want to add? <laughs> the Streaking. women. Streaking. Mm-hmm. No, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> the women, guests of a resident, did not have bathing suits with them, so they decided to swim in the nude. This is my favorite part. According to a Horry County Police Department report. Horry. Oh, uh, Horry? It's H-O-R-R-Y. Okay. Oh, Horry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. The duo and two friends, police noted, appeared highly intoxicated. Now. Shocker. What could possibly go wrong? <clears throat> As cops sought to do a warrants check on the quartet, Nauman and Cole began to walk away, ignoring a police demand to remain in place. Nauman then became belligerent and allegedly delivered a mule kick to the male cop's genitals. In the plums. (laughs) Both women. In the plums. (laughs) (laughs) No men laughing again, just women. Both women were then arrested for indecent exposure, which is a misdemeanor. Nauman was also charged with assaulting a police officer. Nauman. Yep. Her, her name was Nauman? Nauman and Cole <laughs> were released from jail Tuesday afternoon upon posting bond. Do you think she was swimming with Nauman noodles? <laughs> well, all good things come to an end. I shall give you points, Michelle, for being fun and informed. Formative. Thank you. In last place with the K2 meter and the dead battery, it is Miss Morris who managed to claw her way back <laughs> to minus four. I got a collection. And in resplendent <laughs> first place. Yes, I've got one of those two. I'm going to work on that later. The $33,000 IR camera is mine. It's mine, I tell you. All mine. I've scored seven points to Michelle's five. Oh, God. <sighs> Do not fear, listener. Remember, we are back with a whole new bunch of stories next week at the same time. And I would love for you to join me for a fun and informative journey through the world of the paranormal, strange, intriguing, bizarre and weird. Please tell your friends and family about the show and feel free to contact me anytime via my Facebook site. More questions than answers with Adrian Lee. Or you can follow me on Twitter at Adrian underscore Lee underscore tips and remember we now do an extra 20 to 25 minutes of the show in a round called not for your mother that we can't read out 
live on air that you can access on SoundCloud if you go to soundcloud.com and search for MQTA Radio. My gratitude and greatest thanks are extended to Lorna Hunter, Heather Morris, Tom Drain, and Michelle Curry, Nathan Bush, and all of the International Paranormal Society at Int paranormal.net and all of the show's sponsors including the Lakes Area Paranormal Interest Group and MUFON of Minnesota it just remains for me to say thank you for listening and remember be interested and interesting